Dude, he's sitting there filming him and he goes, do some act, do some acting. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones and the Temple of Film. I'm Steve, and this is a VHS podcast that looks at the box art trailers and behind the scenes. And Brad, what uh, what is the uh, podcast brought to us by this week? Um, unfortunately, it's not brought to us by anybody because uh, we're in some contract negotiations. Our lawyers told us not to say this to everybody, but I'm just going to say it anyway because I don't care. We're in some contract negotiations with the Wolford Brimley Company because our listenership has been accelerating and they're not wanting to, to pay the bills. And we've gone from 13 to 15 listeners, I think, from week to week. So, you know, Wilford Brimley Company, if you're fucking listening, pay up, motherfuckers. Come on, let's go. Win-win for everybody. Some serious shit because uh, Chris and I were talking on the side and, uh, you know, the manscaping ball shaver place has really been contacting him, like just loading him with emails. I got hairy balls and <laughs> they know that. So, you know, we All get right. 16 listeners. We might be sponsored by him. But then again, we get those hairy balls shaved. We might be up to 20. <laughs> Who knows? But you're going to have to give you're going to have to give Chris some free product here. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, Chris, how's it going, and what are we watching? Oh, uh, we're watching Strange Brew. Oh, what, the, the Canadian film? Yeah, uh, with uh, Dave Thomas in it. Oh, why are we watching a Canadian film this close to July 4th? It's Canadian party hat. Uh, I did our random selection of theme where we all pick a VHS or movie based off that. It's got to be VHS-ish nostalgia if it's not a VHS. And Chris uh, chose Strange Brew. Why? It was a Canadian thing, and I can't think of anything more Canadian than Strange Brew. I wanted a Fubar, but I don't own Fubar. Next best thing. Well, right when you said this, I was like, holy shit, I haven't watched Strange Brew in like 85 years. No, I lived in this flop house for a while, and it was in one of the stacks Sweet. of VHS we just had. And I was like, That's, I like watching it with people. Just going to open up my LaCroix here. LaCroix. Oh, God, it's too hard, guys. Oh, there it is. There you go. You got to mm. be Canadian tough. You've been not playing hockey. Ah, French Canadian. I have no idea how they got the name LaCroix. I don't even know where it's from. I don't care. But I can't wait to burp on this podcast. Do you do you like LaCroix or is this ironic? No, I love LaCroix. Oh, just uh, a whisper of a, a flavor in the next mm, room. Yes. I like to uh, drink a fake soda. Brad, do you have the quick facts up on Strange Brew? We got them. Here we go. We, this movie was directed by Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. Written by Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, and Steve DeJanat. Based on Bob and, Do excuse me, Bob and Doug McKenzie. By Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas from Second City TV Toronto. Distributed by MGM VA Entertainment. I assume, I assume the VA is Canadian. I don't know. Uh, right when I copied and pasted that, I was like, VA? What is that? Uh, maybe various artists? <laughs> I don't know. Release date, August 26, 1983. So it's roughly 40 years old. Budget of $4 million. Box office, 8.5. With some residuals obviously coming after that. Oh, yeah. This thing was crazy on syndication. 
Oh my god, it was on all the time. It's probably super cheap, and they just like I don't know, play it every Sunday morning, right before wrestling or something. I don't know. So the burps are starting, huh? That's right. Oh, yeah. You know, kids, watch a little wrestling, and let, let's uh, get you started on your alcoholism and your love of hockey. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much what this movie is. It's about drinking beer and playing hockey. Evil hockey. Evil hockey. All right. Even though it's kind of obvious. Who's starring in Strange Brew? Okay, so we got Dave Thomas as Doug McKenzie, Rick Moranis as Bob McKenzie, Max Von Sydow as Brewmeister Smith, if you don't remember him from The Exorcist and uh, Dune 1986, and also um, most recently um, Game of Thrones, where he's the Three-Eyed right. Raven. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lynn Griffin as Pam Elsinore, the daughter of the Beer Baron. We got Angus McInnes as Jean Rosie LaRose, also gold leader from Star Wars Episode Four and Rogue One. And Paul Dooley as Uncle Claude. He was also a, a Second City um, performer there. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. Oh, you know what? I think is oh, he was actually. Okay. I mean, I, I don't remember, but I mean, I've seen that guy, character actor. He's been in so much. It's ridiculous. So, yeah, let's go back into Second City. It's a, it was a television program based out of Canada, the Canadian television sketch comedy that aired from 1976 to 81 and then moved to the U.S., uh, carried by NBC until 1984. Um, Second City originated in Chicago, actually, in 1959. If you ever get a chance oh, really? to go, Yeah, if you ever get a chance to go see that, it's a good time. Yeah, I've, I've been to the Second City, like, one where they were doing the improv. Yeah, we did that mm-hmm. about three times. The first couple times were awesome, and the third time wasn't as good. They were breaking in a new cast, and they uh, they weren't making you know. fun of local politics as much. And it's Chicago, you're doing an improv show, local politics are just a fish in a barrel. Yeah, it's pretty easy. I didn't know Second City originated in Chicago. I mean, I knew it was in Chicago, but I thought it originated in Canada, so that's awesome uh, trivia there. The more you know. The more you know. So, yeah. About ready to get into this. I'm still a little upset with Wilford Brimley Company, but we'll get over it. Go for a walk, man. We'll wait. We'll wait. We can edit it. All right, let's pull up the trailer on this bad boy. So I'll I'll talk about the last time I watched. I think I watched this last time, probably about age, you know, like 13, 12-ish. And there's so much in this movie that I did not remember when I was sitting here watching it. Because I've been trying to watch these movies more recent so I can remember everything. And this one I watched last weekend on like Sunday, and I'm like what is going on here? I do not remember like three fourths of this. So uh, here we go. This is an ancient uh, VHS trailer here. So uh, we might have to actually go and get an HD one, but who cares? We're going to watch it. That UA or VA? That's UA, United Artists. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That it's a typo on my end. There we go. United Artists. That makes sense. <laughs> You gave him all our beer, he's loaded. No way. He's supposed to roar. Maybe maybe I ought to crank his tail, eh? That ain't start him up. Maybe okay, start up. Come on, eh? Maybe we ought to call start Marvin up. Perkins, eh? Get Wild Kingdom here, eh? Hey, come on. Oh, jeez, he's getting mad, Uh-oh. eh? Yeah. Oh, jeez, we gotta get home. You do the thing, eh? Oh. <clears throat> Good day. Oh, do do our new movie theme, eh? Yeah, okay. Okay. Good day. I'm Bob McKenzie. This is my brother Doug. How's it going, eh? Welcome to our movie, eh? Okay, our topic is uh movies. 
there's a difference between TV and movies, eh? Okay, go back to movies. Geez, now that hoser's growling. Yeah. Take off, will you? We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoser. Okay, uh, another topic. Zoom out, eh? Yeah. Let's show how big the screen is, eh? Did <laughs> what happened? Film broke. Rip off! You cut off our movie. It's only a preview, eh? I didn't want to That's show it. them that. You hoser, you got mad they came to see Strange Proof. Take off, this is just a preview. Our movie's not coming out till the summer, you knob. I've been saving their allowance for weeks to see this movie. You lied to them. You better, you better tell them. You better tell them. Don't you tell them. Well, get that guy with the big voice to tell them. Direct from SCTV, it's Bob and Doug McKenzie spilling across the screen this summer in Strange Brew. Nice voice, hoser. Thank you. Beauty. Okay, uh, there you go. That's a... That's an interesting trailer. Uh, that does not inspire me to watch the film. I'm kind of interested, but not to go to a theater. You know what I mean? I mean, what, theaters were $2 then? I can go. I don't know. It just looks like just a strange film. Uh, no, I mean, no doubt it is. But uh, yeah, when he was sitting there cranking on that uh, lion's tail, there's no, I, I don't care how trained that lion is. I don't think I'd do that. I'd be like, mm, mm-mm. Nope. That's a good gag, though. I like it. Yeah, I think that line was heavily sedated, but man, I don't know. It just takes like half a second, and it's like, there goes your hand. Just rip your arm right off with no problem. So, I mean, it, it's loaded with uh, strange Canadian humor, which is fun a lot of times. Let's let's start talking about this film. Uh, yeah, so the whole movie starts off with them doing a crazy sci-fi film, which I was sort of kind of interested in. <laughs> yeah, I want to see that really bad. Uh, hey man, uh, you uh, you gonna take over the world or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> but he's sitting there filming him and he goes, "Do some act, do some acting." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they introduce all of this too, and it starts off so slow. And maybe this is something they can get away with in Canada in 1983. I don't know, but I was just like, uh, "Can we get going?" And uh, yeah, so they're filming busts. They throw out moths. And then they have to run away from an angry mob because their movie sucked. And they end up the whole like story, like the the whole thing that like ignites a story is they give some kids $15 for all their money back to get in the movie, which is actually the beer money that their get their dad gave them. So now it starts the adventure of them finding beer. Yeah. Yeah. I like it's real simple and real, real quick. Yeah. That's, that's the part where I liked it. I was like, Oh, this is like so simple. Like it starts with one little gag and then we got to go. Uh, so they put a mouse in a beer bottle, try to get free beer at uh, some. What is it? It was a, like a liquor store, which that liquor store, I've never seen anything like that. That's what I was going to say. It's just they just slide it down a conveyor belt and that's all you buy is beer. Yeah. Is that a Canadian thing? I've never been. I don't know. Maybe that's how they did it back then. So no one underage bought that is so weird. Yeah. But what if you're in there and you're just kind of browsing, you know, and you see something that you've never seen before and like, I'd like to try this. It's like, you'd never know. They had it on the wall. Did you see like all the beer selection on the wall, the bottles? I did not. I noticed. I did not notice that. No, it's like behind them. I, I want to look at all the pretty pictures, all the colors, especially the Bud Light, because that's a man's beer. You got to have good labels back then for that then. That's true. It was probably pretty shitty labels back in 1983. Just like it's just Budweiser and what was this? Uh, oh, what was the name of this? Elsinore. Elsinore. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's a real beer. But you have like Molson and you got um, 
I can't think of any other Canadian beers. I know Molson was always like, I remember kids would be like, I drink some Molson Ice Man, I got fucking hammered because it's 5.2% alcohol by volume. And it's like, same thing with Bud Ice, baby. <laughs> yeah, I'm way to go. <laughs> Their alcohol content is so much higher. I used to play WoW with this Canadian. And we just drink beer and hang out. And he's like, mine's 12 and a half percent. That's standard from the store. Dang, that's like, that's approaching Belgian levels there. Yeah, that's some, sometimes those beers, like for me, like you can't sit there and just drink multiple beers of those. They're so heavy, you know, and they're like, no, man, you can't get that beer. You have to go up to it. So they go to Eisner. Is that what it's, where, is that what it's called? Elsinore. Eisner. Elsinore. Elsinore. Okay. Elsnor uh, Brewing Castle? I was so confused. It's the castle on the label. But it's right next to a psych ward. And a brewery. Like, all of it's together. And they're like, so many signs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just three. I really did like the painting that they had for that when they approach it. Mm-hmm. That was pretty damn good. Now, I was watching it on HD, I think, on like Amazon. And you could really tell that it was a backdrop and everything, a painted backdrop. But I'm sure in the VHS days, you couldn't tell at all. Oh, my copy was just, it was as bad as the trailer. Oh, okay, good. It blends in. It looks good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it was fun. But I love how they're just doing stuff where they're just ADRing everything because it's so cheap. You know, they can afford to do it. You're like, oh, look at that. So many signs. Okay, let's go. Hey. (laughs) Then they end up meeting a lady and helping her by pushing her through an electric fence. Uh, and this ends up being Pam, which is the daughter of the owner of the brewery. Uh, and we find out the owner had just passed away not too long ago from strange circumstances. And then immediately they get a job because the evil brewmaster? like uh, It's because they, they did the, the mouse gag again. And the guy's like, you know, if we had human eyes in there. Yeah, but this one, it actually worked. But what was hilarious was to reward them, they put them to work and they're like, okay. Well, yeah, they were like, well, if we had inspectors, they wouldn't be mice. So that was their job is to look at the beer, go across that light to see if anything. And they're just grabbing them, (laughs) drinking. (laughs) Two beers. And that I'd never again, like the... The beer bottle opener that he they use. I've never seen one like that. He goes, I stole it. <laughs> Just a lot of good, like, uh, quick one-liners in this. Yeah. It's like they, they ad-libbed the whole movie and just kept whatever was funny. Well, I mean, that's, you know, what they probably did so much in Second City that, like, that's the best parts when it doesn't even look like they're scripted at all. It's just them going. Characters they've developed. Yeah, and then somehow, I don't remember how this happens, but they they get into like a secret facility type place where, what is it? Well, don't they like- That's way, way later, yeah. That's uh, after the hockey match. They have that hockey match. Yeah, so so the first time we see the evil hockey players that are dressed up like Star Wars uh, stormtroopers is like when the brewmaster is there and he plays this like little tune and then- evil hockey players play against each other. And I, that was one where I was like, I don't remember any of this. They're putting kid. chemicals in the beer. Yeah. I was like, man, I remember this movie being better. And then there's a weird sci-fi mind controlled asylum hockey. And I was like, there it is. That's my thing. That's why it took a while. And man, it goes down a path that I, I remember like they were battling a guy 
and I thought he was like poisoning the beer, which I guess kind of he it's is. Mind control, yeah. Mind control. I remember them fighting at one point in hockey stuff. I don't remember them being looking like stormtroopers. So this is, but again, I hadn't seen it in like I don't know twenty five years. I, I don't know. Somehow they play hockey at one point. I guess it's and the ex hockey guy asked him. He's like, "Come with me," and then he needs goalies. And then Pam and the ex hockey player like have a thing. Like right when they introduce him, she like get, looks him up and down. Like, "Ooh, wow, wow, look at him!" And he actually is an ex hockey player. Oh, it's not a stretch. I, I think he actually played. I don't know if he played NHL, but maybe like minor leagues. I didn't look him up, but like when I was looking at his description, it said he was an ex hockey player, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, he does look pretty athletic. You know, you never see that in the Star Wars movies. He's just sitting in the cockpit, you know, of uh, the Y-Wing. Yeah. Team leader, right? Gold leader? Gold leader. Yeah. One of the best throwaway. I know it's skipping way ahead, but when they're playing the, the hockey game and everything, like Dave Thomas says something, and then Rick Moranis looks at, the you know, the guy who was gold leader in Star Wars and goes, he saw, like, Return to the Jet. Oh, no, he saw Star Wars, like, 17 times. That had to be completely ad <laughs> Yeah. It is one of the best. Well, I didn't know when I was watching this. I was like, oh, they must be saying that because they look, you know, their hockey uniforms yeah. look like stormtroopers. He puts down the black mask and he's like, I am your father. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I found out that he was gold leader from Star Wars, I was like, holy shit, that joke's so much better now. Because he just looks at him and goes, he saw, he saw Star Wars like 17 times. <laughs> but I got a little Scottish. Whoops. It's fine. We're not we're not accent authenticators here, man. I could do my Christopher Lambert Highland of Scotland accent. Like, hey, we got Highlander into this. We're we're back onto that thing. And we already got Star Wars. Star Wars and Highlander again. There we go. We just gotta somehow get Marvel in this and then I mean this movie was bad and they've pretty much been all bad lately, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> I wanted to like this movie so much more. And I like we're not really going through this movie because it's just a gag movie, which has some good gags in it. Like when they had the, uh, I don't know, Border Patrol game, I cracked up because I immediately paused the movie and looked it up to see if it was real. And it's not. And I was like, oh, that's great. Because it's like, I think it's Canadians stopping Americans from coming over the border. Yeah. <laughs> And then when they're uh, trying to get information at the brewery, they hand her donuts and he's like, it's my last one. It's a jelly. <laughs> it's, it's got it's got some really good funny parts. Uh, Brad, what was your favorite part? I would say my favorite part that's going to go into the museum is that uh, <laughs> we are skipping. <laughs> whoa, whoa, we're not going that far. We'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> when we started talking about this before we went on air, we were saying like, um, you know, I didn't really like this movie all that much. But, you know, now that we're talking about it, I think this would be a really good one to watch with friends, you know, over drinking mm -hmm. beers. I used to watch it with friends. You can't laugh to these kind of like quick, random jokes when you're sitting by yourself. I don't think I it got a couple chuckles out of me, but it wasn't anything serious. Yeah, like when he pulled the floppy disk out of the evil guy's lair and then he's like, oh, it's a it's a bootleg. It's a bootleg LP. And then they eventually go home. I mean, they pull off this joke. They eventually go home and put it on the record player. First of all, it's square. Who's making a bootleg album that's square? And then it doesn't do anything. And then they just throw it to the dog. They play it on it. It's like, I was like, that sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it's got, it's got its gags, dude. Uh, I got grossed out though. When they, uh, they gave 
skunk a beer and their dad's like where's my beer and they just pull it out of his like wet dog food bowl i was like (laughs) yeah oh that was disgusting you give it to him no you give it to him well i'm gonna let go so am i (laughs) drop it so it's yeah it's funny i'm not saying it's a bad movie i am so far the worst picker on the show there's got to be one of us i'd say this and virus is pretty awful and then ponyo has had the worst ratings we've ever had so that's three (laughs) of my choices that are just dog shit I think. you know i'm gonna go like all oceans eight and i'm gonna blame the audience for not liking ponyo because it's like you guys need to get on board with ponyo that's actually a fucking clever movie <laughs> what there's like 56 downloads <laughs> it's, it's so low it's really bad like i couldn't believe it when i looked at it and i go that has to be a typo right and i'm like nope that's the lowest downloaded first week movie of all time like that we've ever done in 200 something episodes <laughs> everyone looked at ponyo and said i'll skip this week the fuck is it so i always try to like choose i'm not i'm probably never gonna try to choose blockbusters for this that's not my jam and i always try to go weirder but i'm i mean you're gonna get misses like this one of the weirdest things in this like even for all the weirdness that's in here is when when john elsner fuck i can't remember the the name of this beer (laughs) it's fine we're not gonna check it either and like, well, the asylum is pretty ridiculous. But anyway, the the ex the the dead owner of this beer company is like traveling through electricity. Yeah, because he got electrocuted. But he didn't get electrocuted till he died. He's coming back as a ghost. Have you guys ever read Hamlet? Uh, I, I haven't. No. E- I never did either because I just did the cliff notes for it. <laughs> we yeah. were supposed to do this in high school, and that's like the premise of Hamlet too. Like, I just remember the dude bangs his mom. That's all I remember from Hamlet. That's what people did back then, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. My entire history is based off Game of Thrones, and I don't think that's very accurate. So, well, yeah. back then there was a lot of that going on. Sisters banging brothers and cousins and shit. It's crazy. Dragons, time travel. Yeah, so I mean, he ends up killing the the brewmeister, uh, like the electric gremlin, and then uh, yeah, that's how the the movie ends. I do love the gag where he uh, he shoots the lasers at the wall, and it says, "Go to Oktoberfest, cool effect, eh?" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they said Oktoberfest. I thought that meant like Bavaria or someplace, and it's like it was just right down the road from their house, I guess. When they end up, it's not quite the end. When I said he he died, there's actually more on it because like. We we also forgot right before they get to that one of the most absurd gags in the entire film and kind of made me chuckle was when Rick Moranis and the the girl Pam are stuck in a beer tank and they're like pouring beer in there to drown him. He drinks all the beer and then they have a shot of him where he is just a gigantic like water balloon man. I really got a pee. Eh? <laughs> and then he like eventually pees all the beer out to like stop a fire or something. Yeah, the asylum's on fire and he puts it out. Yeah, I don't know, this is wacky. But when they take that dog and uh, paint him like a skunk. He was already a skunk, I thought, at the house. Oh, was he? Yeah, he just looks like a skunk. Well, then he starts flying like Superman. That's that's why I was like, wow, what? They wrote this really high or fucking dry. I don't know what the fuck's going on here. Because I said, you know, the water balloon man was probably the most absurd stunt, but I'm pretty sure the dog flying like They Superman gave him an address, and they're like, there's all the sausage and beer you can drink, eh? <laughs> and the dog's like, whoa, and just fucking goes flying. And then when the dog, you know, who they all think is a skunk, goes in there, 
that dog is chowing down on some sausage and on one of the you could see the cameras coming in and it like startled the dog so the dog's head raised looked back at everyone and then was just like oh I, i'm still good to eat this and then started eating again. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's all over the place it's like mad max was it's hard to describe with all the visuals it's just every other word's great like they're just running down and he's like hey those are the guys that stole our clothes and then just dips and it's just <laughs> the asylum people uh that might be the first and last time anyone compares strange brew to Road. <laughs> ever it will never happen again it's so slow like this is such a movie of a different time it but like i said i, I think we're all right i think we're all sitting around like when we go to dead formats in indianapolis next week and if we were watching this, we would probably all be laughing. We might have to fast forward through the beginning part because it gets a little slow. The beginning, I think, is the best part. I don't know. Man. The, the the movie gags, like this is the difference between movie and TV and they pan. And then he's, they show the sci-fi movie he makes. That's supposed to be the movie was the sci-fi movie. But I thought like the how long it took them to get with the lion and then they're sitting down and they're describing, oh, play our theme. Oh, now do the movie. See, I thought that was just too slow. Yeah, it reminds me of Wayne's World. So I don't know. Yeah, but even Wayne's World's a lot faster. And by the way, Wayne's World had to be using this as like a sort mm -hmm. of template, right? Or total inspiration. I would imagine the characters yeah. are very similar. Are, yeah. I know at least uh one of the characters in Wayne's World is Canadian. Mike Myers is Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he probably grew up watching it and uh, probably in 1983 watched the film. Yeah. I guarantee you like that had to be large inspiration. There's another movie, um, Beer Fest. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but it seems like they say they pay some homages to this movie too. Das Boot. <laughs> He's got the eye of the Jew. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I worked somewhere that had a boot. Nothing is not that easy to drink out no, of. No, it is not. No. No. Uh, we watched that film religiously for a while in college and just would quote that thing all the time. And still, when my friends and I hang out, which is getting rarer and rarer now, but when we all hang out, there's something that's yelled from it. And I fucking love it when someone's like drinking a beer, trying to finish it. It's like, he's got the eye of the Jew. <laughs> if anyone's not seen that, please see it. But one of their characters is Jewish. And when he gets really mad, they literally put a star David in his eye. <laughs> Steven's not anti-Semitic. It goes along <laughs> with the movie. It's, I mean, if you know those guys from, uh, shit. Uh, Broken Super Lizard. Troopers. Broken Lizard. Yeah. Um, Broken, Lizard. Broken Lizard. Yeah. Or, did you guys watch the new medieval one they did? I didn't yet. How is I, it? I watched the trailer and was like, I'm not touching this. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I yeah, I watched the trailer too. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. I kind of stopped with them when they went to like uh, the Sam movie where they're in the restaurant mm -hmm. and I really had high expectations for that slapping salmon, whatever it was. I don't know. But I, I watched it. I expected another waiting and it yeah, was not. It was nowhere near as good as waiting. No. It came out like right at the same time. Yeah. That dead Island one they did wasn't, it wasn't dead Island, but you know, the zombie one, that one wasn't bad, but it's no yeah. super troopers or beer fest. Yeah, yeah. Super troopers and beer fest. Just, really fucking funny like all their humor so fresh everything was new but... super troopers 2 started off really good and then it just like wah, wah. i didn't watch yeah. it i haven't seen it yet had some high expectations at first where they had like damon waynes or jr and stifler on there <laughs> yeah it reminded me how much of a letdown what maybe not as much but anchorman 2 awful 
Yeah, it was so bad. I did, oh man, I couldn't believe some of the jokes got through on that thing. Uh, like uh, when it gets really into like the the race talk because he's dating a black girl. I was like, there wasn't like a a black guy working on set. I was like, really? This is where we're going with the movie. Our movie, like thirty minutes of this. Yeah, it was just fucking awful. Well, there was a time period where we went some through some brutal like just sequels that they were trying to cash grab on nostalgia i remember anchorman 2 there was a couple of them there. they're not coming to me but super troopers 2 and there were a few others uh sprinkled in there that just didn't do it and that was leading up to that that's why we were both thinking it's like okay top gun mavericks this movie's gonna be garbage you know that's gonna be another one of these that's like <laughs> but... it's good i i will watch this fucking movie one time maybe I know it's not your jam, but it is. Maybe we'll watch it in. It is good. Maybe we'll watch it in Indianapolis. That's why I was like, if we had a hot tub with the TV, we could definitely watch it. Get real, real rock hard and let's watch <laughs> Top Gun Landing too. All right. Should we get some notes on this? Thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were marketing that, uh, that, that beer bottle shaped book that they were. Yeah, that's awesome. You get a nice little image there. This did get 76% on Rotten Tomatoes with an 81% audience score. Um, I would imagine if you grew up in Canada watching Second City TV in Toronto, you probably love this movie. Just follow, follow this movie religiously. Um, we talked about this being kind of a knockoff or a, a take on Hamlet, which none of us have ever like really read. Or <laughs> <laughs> So allegedly it's a knockoff. Allegedly it is. <laughs> um, yeah, I was like, I, I saw that they put a bunch of names in here too that were kind of like Shakespeare and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. That Bill Shakespeare over there? <laughs> <laughs> so Max von Sydow, they, they never expected to get him, actually. But he agreed to play the uh, brewmeister because his son was a huge fan of Bob and Doug McKenzie from the show. Nice. That's a good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And Mill Blank, um, if you guys ever watched like the Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny, mm -hmm. all those mm -hmm. characters, he played the voice of the father and was paid $10,000 for one day's work. Damn. You never see him. You never see the parents. They just have their back turned to them. They were getting it. At, they were getting after it. They were banging. Oh yeah, when they're fucking. I forgot about that. Get out of here! Shut the door, eh? Or something. I don't know. And one more thing I wrote down here: like there was a sequel that was scheduled to be uh, put into production, and the the funding fell through last minute. Called Homebrew. That was mm -hmm. going to come out in 1999. I think Dan Aykroyd was involved, and uh, maybe some other famous Canadian. I think by 1999, it might have hit the American audience better, too, at that time. But Man, could you imagine if that came out in 99? That's crazy. But uh, I heard that they were going to be trash men. And then Dan Aykroyd was like, I, somehow was going to convince them to start a homebrew to get into microbrewing. You know, it was weird on that trivia, too. I read at one time that uh, McFarlane, uh, the comic book guy, was going to actually try to resurrect it and fund it. But. I guess never, you know, went through with it. Todd McFarlane? Yeah, Todd image? McFarlane. That would have been weird. Well, Todd McFarlane's such a weird guy, too, because I remember he's the guy who bought, like, Mark McGuire's 70th home run ball. I remember reading that, and I'm like, wait, what? Like, man, he just has a well, shit ton of money, I guess. <laughs> Doesn't know what to do with it. And then as soon as he buys the ball, Barry Bonds goes and breaks the record. It's just like, ooh, bad timing. <laughs> it's, is 70 a lot? 70 what? home runs is that a lot that's yeah that's an absurd amount all right all right you just said a number uh, in fact it's almost like they were cheating to do it by using steroids yeah i, I know about all that well the pitchers were using steroids too 
half the league was who cares i remember those days man it was like that summer it was like that last that last month yeah. when those guys are both chasing the record sosa and, and mcguire and like we'd go to bars at like friday afternoon and you know just give me six pitchers and no glasses i mean just going straight after it you know drinking some bud light you know like <laughs> well that's what I, that was, bud light was like the splurge beer bush light was like kind of the normal go-to because we didn't make enough money really to afford bud light back then i remember because i don't know why it was college we would there's so much miller light and it's weird too because you know miller light i don't know just that's what it was in chicago when i was in college high life was real popular here he fucking hated High Life. I hated all of them. I, the only one I could drink reasonably was Coors Light when it came to the light beers. Just don't like them. They're not good. Bush Light all day, every day. And I used to drink PBR, and people made fun of me for it. They're like, what are you, a grandpa? You're drinking PBR? And now it's like fucking cool. And it's like PBR is more expensive now because like you got to be a cool hipster to drink it. Well, it became cool because it was cheap for us. Uh-huh. And, you know, and then it just gradually became more expensive. And High Life was cheap, and then it became popular, too. I think we like yeah. saying we were drinking Champagne. That's why we drank it. But I remember going to a bar. We used to go to it, and it was 50 cent PBR night. 50 cents a beer. Now, that was only one night a week, and that was basically just to get chicks in there, but it was not chicks. It was all, it's all, all dudes. fucking dudes. Yeah, I think my buddy, name. I'm not going to say his name, but he, he's been banned for life from a number of establishments on 50 <laughs> cent beer nights. <laughs> There's a... A metal bar here that used to do 10 cent progressives. You can get 10 oh. cents. It's like a 10 ounce cuff or whatever. But you could only order enough for your table. And I'd walk up and I'd be like, can I get 13? And they're like, who are you with? And I was like, them over there. And then I'd take the picture and I'd just start, <laughs> just start drinking <laughs> them back to back. It was at metal shows and I'd go sleep in my car afterwards. Dude, some of those metal shows I went to, I didn't go to too many back in the day, but they're exhausting. They're just like so fucking intense. Some of them I went to. You just take a nap in the corner, man. You'll be fine. Well, when I was younger, it was fine. You know, you'd bounce back so quick. Now that I'm older, I'm like, yeah. fuck, I would never do that now. Like, How much aspirin do I got to take after <laughs> this? I'm sore. We just walked into the bar. I'm sore for some reason. Right before COVID, I went to a two-day noise fest, and it was like 78 bands in two days. Oh. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a yeah. lot. I was exhausted afterwards getting too old for that shit all right well i mean i guess official recommendations chris with friends otherwise no yeah brad same thing i was like initially gonna say no but it's like this would be fun if we were all sitting around watching it drinking beer i think we'd had a better time yeah i think this is mostly like a nostalgia movie you know a canadian movie and like just sitting around with friends because I had no connection to this so it was really fresh i mean yeah sure i saw it a few times as a kid but yeah it's it's you can't watch this alone, but I guarantee you, if you're watching this with friends, sitting around drinking some beers, laughing with the film, and sometimes at the film, it's much better. Yeah. Oh, we had another movie like this, and I can't remember what one it was. I was thinking about that, where we all kind of didn't like it, but by the end of recording, talking and laughing together, we're like, yeah, it's a good movie. It definitely wasn't virus. Hey, oh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, dude. Next month, I'm giving you guys another stinker. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the museum. Welcome that challenge. <laughs> let's go on to the museum. This is the second time I've had to reclaim my property from you. That belongs in a museum. So do you. 
this is the part of the show where we go out in the film jungle like Indy and bring something back to our Canadian wing of the museum, which uh, Michael Ironside's face, like you walk through his mouth, you know, that's how you get to the Canadian wing of the museum. I'm going to make Brad go first. I don't know. <laughs> I was going to let Brad go first. Okay. I don't want to steal his. Okay. So uh, I'm going with um, the lawyer, Hawkland. When they're walking up to the courthouse, he's like, don't worry, I'll handle the press. <laughs> Starts fucking karate chopping everybody. Like, Chuck Norris in the defense, eh? <laughs> he's like, that's how you handle the press. That's so weird, uh, so too. Great. Like, he you just know, goes off. When you talk about Michael Ironside, that would have been a better movie. They should have got him somehow, but I don't know what he was doing or if he was a big name in 1983 quite yet. He might have had some clout, but it was probably more of a dramatic actor. Other than... I don't know. I mean, they actually wrote the part for Max Van uh, Cito, so I just think they were shocked when they got him. But yeah, Michael Ironside would have been a much more evil bad guy, but maybe a little too evil. <laughs> Chris, who's going next? Flip a coin. I don't know. Uh, I go with when uh, they hit the river and they're they're staying alive. They're like 10 minutes. Nobody can survive that. And then they eventually send on the diving team and they're somehow breathing air out of bottles. He's yeah. putting him against the roof and he <laughs> knocks on the window and he rolls down and he goes, hold on. And he like pulls out his ID and his registration. <laughs> yeah. that, that was pretty good. I'm going to do the whole, um, he saw uh, star Wars 17 times. I, 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 that's my favorite line in the whole film. Once I found out, you know, that he was in star Wars. And I'm like, that's great. The whole scene just looks ad libbed. Like nothing looked cohesive, but it was still really funny. I almost went with the uh, hockey uniforms, the Stormtrooper hockey uniforms. Or the, the sci-fi right. movie, which when you edit this, send me a message. We have to post that 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 scene if we can, the sci-fi movie. Yeah, we'll see if it's on YouTube. I mean, I can copy it. I have my VCR hooked into my computer. That's true. Uh, yeah, I, I love the van, how they decorated the van, too. Just they had a lot of fun doing well, all the that. They had fun doing the credits too. That looked like they were just totally just improv on that. That was pretty clever. Yeah. Just pointing out like people's names. Yeah. He did a pretty good job there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. Like we don't see more films do that. Like comedies kind of just take jabs at, you know, like some of the creators and everything like that. I wonder why they don't do that. It's a pretty good idea. Or the Mike Myers style, uh, Smokey and the Bandit style endings, more bloopers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember Deadpool's intro where it's just like directed by some douchebag and like yeah. brought to you by a bunch of, co- you know, a bunch of fucking. Hey, losers. maybe we're not paying this movie homage enough. I don't you know, know. Maybe not. You might not like the band that inspired your favorite band, but. I mean, some people are going to come by and be like, oh, man, I love Strange Brew as a kid. And then listen to us poo poo on it all time for 40 minutes. Like, every, sorry. Every glimmer where we're like, good. What friends he's like, that's what I watch it with. Okay, oh because like i i have a friend when i told him i was like hey we're reviewing strange brew and he was just he sent me some of the lines from the movie which i was literally at the beginning of the movie so i was like i don't know the fuck he's talking about (laughs) oh it's like i remember when we used to always want to drown in beer this sucks eh (laughs) like when the the beer's coming down and they're got to figure out a way to survive so i was like yeah well well ryan we did it I hope you listen to our podcast and I hope you get text me and angry texts being like, you guys suck. That movie's awesome. Sorry. All right. Uh, anything else before we take off and leave? Uh, social media. We got a Facebook group, uh, Analog Jones and Instagram, Analog Jones TOF. And we're going to be up in 
Indianapolis next week. That's right. Yeah, we'll probably do a nerd news. We will do a nerd news episode. Uh, you know, it'll probably come out in like whatever a month, and we'll talk all about uh, dead formats in Indianapolis. So July, no June twenty third. If you're around Indianapolis, you want to come. You can just find it any anywhere. I'm sure. Just Google it. Dead formats. Indianapolis. And in the group too. That too. Gonna we're gonna watch a wrestling match. It's gonna be fucking great. All right. So remember to be kind. And, and rewind. rewind. Well, who's this? You guys, that was like in sync. What the fuck's going on? No, it wasn't. It was way off for me. It's not way off. I mean, have you heard some of our shit in the past? <laughs> if we ever get it right, it's by accident. <laughs>